Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself. And I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Erin. Welcome back. Thank you. I feel like my voice is not quite a hundred percent, but at least close enough, and I'll edit out any coughing. <laughs> I know we made it all this time over three years without ever having COVID, and it finally caught up to us. I'm like really impressed with that too, because <laughs> um, it's not like you guys were just staying in your house, you know, peeking out the blinds like. Just put the pizza box on the set and take five steps back. You know? Yeah, I mean, we've been going to work and going out. But what I think happened, we went to a comedy show. And that was the first time we had been around like a large group of people. Because, you know, Tim and I are big music fans. We used to go to see a lot of bands play. And we have not done any of that kind of stuff since COVID. And so this was like the first time we had been around any kind of like large group of people. And it got us. Yeah. It's funny how that happens because, you know, I've had it twice. And what's interesting is that I could not tell you where I got it from. I mean, it's not like I was one of the the people that were like, it doesn't exist. Just run around outside and get some vitamin D, you know, which when I got it, it was kind of hard to run around outside and get vitamin D because it was, I think, the day before Christmas when we got it. And it was, I think, the first time we got it, I got it first, and then Johan was feeling sick like 24 to 36 hours later. And the second time, he came home, and it was so funny because he wasn't feeling well, and he was like, I think I have COVID. And I did that thing where the government was giving away all the tests. And so I I ordered test kits for me and for him, so we had tons on hand. And so I had him do a test kit. So I have never actually... Um, tested positive for COVID. And I've been tested many times, even in the height of it. I, I just don't test positive. Hmm. Uh, but his, like, he, we barely got the liquid on the test. And it was just Laura like, COVID, COVID. That was Tim. It that was, was Tim. It was so funny. Whereas mine, 15 minutes later, we're looking at it like, is that a line? I don't know. But it was clear that, you know, I, I was so sick. It's It's just, it's not fun at all. Yeah, Tim uh, was the one who started showing symptoms first, and I was like about 24 hours later. And uh, I think he had it worse than me overall. He had like a really high fever. Like his fever was like 102, like a couple Mm. different times. And mine was only ever like 99. But what happened to me, something I don't know, this must be just covid specific reaction. I took some Tylenol for my fever and it Mm -hmm. made me nauseous. And I have never had that happen before until this experience. And I was nauseous for 24 hours. And when I say nauseous, I'm being nice. Like I couldn't keep things down. 
And then because I usually drink coffee every day and I couldn't keep anything down, I didn't have any coffee and I ended up with a massive caffeine headache. So I had like a really miserable like 24, 36 hours that was almost like indirectly because of COVID. But once the nausea stopped and I got a cup of coffee in me, I was just like, oh, okay, I just have like a cold and I was like functioning again. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, it's not fun. It's not my favorite. I, the first time um, I had the hive fever and it's funny because the first time I had COVID at the same time as a friend of mine, Krista of Vibrant Canine had it. And then Scott of Raw Feeding 101 had COVID too. And it was like, well, we didn't give it to each other because we're all in three <laughs> different states. So I know that wasn't happening, you know, but yeah, it's, it, it was one of those where I could understand if I had gone somewhere, you know, I obviously I went somewhere, went to grocery stores. I mean, there's no telling where you pick it up at, but um, I was being so good. And uh, I was just like, golly, I didn't. And it's funny because the one place that I thought that I did get it, which is I went to a brewery because I go every Sunday to a brewery. And I was like, well, maybe because there's lots of people there. Maybe somehow I got it there, but no one else had it. I it was me alone. So, I mean, I still could have gotten it there, but I don't know. I had to finally just let it go. Did you lose your smell and taste at all? The first time, no. The second time, Yes. But what's interesting is it wasn't right away. That's what happened to Tim. Mine was like a, a couple months later. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I and I was just like, well, this has to be something else, or maybe I'm getting it again. And I looked it up and it said that you can get it. You know, it's not good. I because I, I always thought it was like one of the first you know, get a fever yeah, and, you that's what I and thought. lose your sense of, you know, all these things like with the within the 24, 36 hours, all these things happen. But it spreads out. And there are people who like a year or so later, never got it back, specifically with the taste. Either you lose your sense of taste or you it changes. It was It's either muted or it changes completely. And so mine was muted, whereas his changed completely. And it was the same thing like with the sense of smell where, oh yeah, I'm sorry. It was smell for us because he all of a sudden, you know, just became a super sniffer. And he was just like, what is that? And why, you know, and just like, oh my God. And I'm just looking at it like, and I'm like, it was a carton of raw goat's milk. And he was convinced that it was sour milk. And it's like, no, it's not. It hasn't even been open. But he was like, no, that's that. You know, he was just like, just, oh my God, it smells so bad. And I'm sniffing all over this carton. And I'm like, I don't smell one thing. And it was just little things like that where something would hit him so hard. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, Tim, like, he was already feeling better like a week later. And that's when his smell went away. And, you know, he does like... 99.9% of the cooking in our house. And so he's like really upset about this whole, like, you know, he's somebody who like really enjoys his food and cooking Mm -hmm. and the whole thing. And oh my God, he's like so upset about it. Yeah. It's just, I'm just, I'm glad you're feeling better. It just sucks. I'm just grateful that I never, you know, I've I've heard some horror stories of just people who just, it, it, their body just completely changed. And it's not even like, you know, cause you know, oh, well that person's older. No, I heard a story. It was like a friend of a friend and like literally a friend of a friend, not one of those, you know, my sister's cousin's aunts, <laughs> you know, second cousin, third, you know, uncle is, you know, it actually is a friend of mine. Um, 
she knew a guy, a young guy that got COVID and he was a firefighter. And I don't think he can do that job anymore wow. because it wrecked his lungs so badly. But then of course, I don't know how long he had been a firefighter or, or if, if he had been fighting fires. So I imagine that probably does have some impact on your lungs. So maybe his lungs a hundred percent. And so getting COVID just like, it was just really bad. And, um, and then we do have a friend who she got COVID and it made us wonder, like, can you get too much? Like, like as far as exposure, um, because her, she and her husband ended up in the hospital. She had been like just living her life and was just like, you know what? Nothing's happening. I feel fine. I'm just going to keep living my life. And, and it wasn't like she was going crazy, but she was out there, you know, during the height of COVID and she got, um, super sick. She, and she ended up having to go to the hospital and be on a ventilator. Oh wow! And I think she was in the hospital for a month. Her husband ended up getting COVID like, of course, you know, within 36 hours, but he ended up in the hospital, but he was only there for a week. And so, but, and he always stayed unless, unless he went to work, he stayed home. He was just like, Nope, I'm going to stay home. I don't know what's going on. And so it made Johan and I wonder if there was some type of like, can you get a mega exposure? or you know i i feel very fortunate yeah it's 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 not fun so i'm glad you're feeling better thanks look what i got (gasps) thank you for buying it (laughs) i got your new book (laughs) i what's so funny about it is that i kind of forget that i did it now that i'm done i'm just sort of like whoo now what's next yeah i know that feeling (laughs) Yes, it was keeping me company during my COVID days. Yay, I'm glad. So excellent job. Thank you. I really, I really like it. I like it better than my first one because I feel like it's, it's more, um, at least I hope it's more unbiased. I mean, not that I thought my first one was super biased, but there's so much I've learned. And one of the main things I've learned is that, you know, not everything works for every dog and there are so many different things out there that you just have to give it a try. I mean, ultimately, it's all just trial and error for all of us. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. I think that message really comes through, and I I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. I know I had someone, I got a great email and by great email, I don't mean like super, super, you know, deep, but just like, wow, I've never had this question before. Someone sent me an email and the person was so apologetic, which made me feel so sad because, you know, they were like, you know, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. I'm really, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive, not trying to start a fight, but they wanted to know were any of my recipes formulated by a board certified veterinary nutritionist. And when I read the email, I burst out laughing, not because of the question, but just at the thought of me trying to find 
a board certified veterinary nutritionist and then ask them to formulate meals for my dogs and how much that would cost. I mean, it would just then like, put in your book, right? I know. It's like, I wonder how much, you know, and he was like talking about like what I feed my dogs, you know, and I was just like, you know, and I just, you know, was like, no, I, you know, this is what I, this is how I came to this conclusion. And it's ultimately, I just noodled through and then had everything confirmed by people who were certified in nutrition for animals. But yeah, it's like, gosh, if, if people are out there hunting down, you know, basically people who formulate for raw food brands, it's like, how much is that going to cost to have that meal done? Or I wonder if they do, maybe some of them offer like for the individual pet parent, like a, a, a discounted rate. But I know that I've heard from some people that it's thousands upon thousands of dollars really? to have someone do meal formulation for you. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that veterinarians who are not supportive of raw will say to people who want to feed their dog. I was like, it has to be formulated by a board certified <laughs> veterinary nutritionist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying if you're going to do it, you can only do it. This yes, way. exactly. Or that was the, the woman that got angry that farmer's dog had a Super Bowl commercial. And she, one of the things she says, and they don't even have one on staff. They contract with them. And it was just like, okay. So now we're just nitpicking and it's like, and I don't know if the person took the post down. I know they blocked me though, because I, you know, I responded to it. I was, I thought I was, my response was very respectful compared to a lot of the other responses, but yeah, she blocked me. So any other news? Oh, there's another new book that just came out. And uh, I just ordered it. It hasn't gotten here yet. And I'm very excited about it because you know that I am a big fan of the use of ozone. And Mm -hmm. there is a new book called The Essential Guide to Ozone Therapy for Animals. And it's written by Jonathan Lowe, who is from O3Vets.com. And so I might have to see if we can get him on the podcast because I'd love to have somebody come on and really talk to us about ozone because there's so many things it can be used for. It's something that you can like, it's always been done through our vet, but like you can actually buy your own machine or like rent your own machine and learn how to administer it to your animals and even yourself, which uh, I'm interested in doing, but I don't know if that uh, comfortable and savvy with those types of things, but yeah, it's like one of my hashtag goals, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I know I'm looking on here and I'm like, oh, the machines actually aren't, I mean, they're not cheap, but they're not, expensive as what I thought. I think it's about a thousand dollars, right? Like for every No. The ones that, okay. So these probably aren't things that you should probably order, but this is the only place I go when I check prices on things. And what I'm finding is, and I'm on Amazon is there, they range between like $200 to about $500. Yeah. And here's one for $1,700. I don't know what this really is, though. And then one for $2,600, $2,300. It's interesting because when laser light therapy became a thing, and then all of a sudden people started selling these home things, and right. you talk to the veterinarian, and they're like, yeah, that doesn't really do anything. It doesn't. It's not as powerful as the one. Because I think the one that um, like our vet has cost... 
I don't know, but they're thousands upon thousands of dollars. And, you know, you're, they're selling them for like $80, $90 on Amazon. And some people, you know, you read the comments and people are like, oh, yes, it works. It made my back feel so much better. And But it's like, did it really, though? Well, I have one. I mean, it's not the like the gun. It's more it almost looks like a heating pad. That's like a red light therapy pad. And it's a smaller one. It's like pretty much the most affordable one that I found. And it works. And I actually I use it. Tim and I both had really bad like back aching pain from COVID. Please send me the link. And uh, and it helped for that. Like I use it all the time. We use it on the dogs. Like I used to put it on Penny's hips. Like I, I think it's like maybe two hundred bucks or so. Oh yes, and- the link for that because the one I have, I think I did. I get one for free maybe, but it wasn't very expensive. And I I just honestly couldn't tell you if it was working or not because it was one of those where I wasn't going to take my dog off of pain meds or whatever, you know, whatever else I was doing, I wasn't going to stop that to see if the thing worked. So I don't know if my dog was just having a good day. And I suspect that my dog was just having good days and, and things like that. So it, it wasn't really due to the, um, the little red light gun that I had. And I still have them. I have two somewhere around this house. I have no idea where they are. I know people that swear by them, but some of them also sell them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love this little thing that we have. We've had, I and mean, we've probably had it. We had, we got it with when we had Kahlua. So, I mean, we probably had it for 10 years. Like, I definitely feel like I got my money's worth out of it. And, you know, I, I mean, not to be gross, but like, I use it if I have cramps. Like, you know, like, I love that thing. <laughs> I'm going to text to Johan because he threw his back out a week ago. Oh, and no. so, yeah. And it was so bad that I had to put his shoes and socks on. Oh, and wow. We, he could, he was sitting in a chair with pillows on his back a heating pad on his side. And he just basically, I was getting him meals. It was, it was bad for, for probably close to a week and he just started feeling better. And so, but he is getting started on cleaning his, his area of the garage. And he, you know, and he was just like, I'm trying not to overdo it. And I'm sort of thinking, I hope not because he's getting bored sitting at home yeah. and I, I, I want the house to myself during the days. So <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> it's like this, this can't go on, but yes, I cleaned my area of the garage. I was going to say you have been very busy. Yes. <laughs> I, and I was, it's funny because I, um, I started cause he, he came to me and he was like, I have an idea. He's like, what if we move all of your stuff? And he's explaining the thing to me. And I'm just sort of like looking at the space. And it was, I, what I wanted him was to get his crap out of my original space because I had plenty of room if he could just get his crap out of my original space. But then he was like, but if we move everything here, I won't put any of my space in here because it just won't make any sense. And then we can move the appliances here and you can have this whole area. And I was just like, this is pretty brilliant. Yes, <laughs> I, I agree that this is a great idea. I'm down for it. And I could not wait. So then I think it was a Thursday when we talked about it. Um, he threw his back out, I think, on a Friday. Oh, I don't even remember the days anymore. But basically, I spent Saturday um, and Sunday. I spent Saturday just moving everything around. First, I cleaned out the space then um, started moving things over to the space and it was already like nicely organized. And then I remembered, you know, like the room that I'm in right now, this was where everything was. And I was like, 
I won't have to run upstairs to get this and run out to the garage to get that. So I moved everything from here into that space and then put it away. It took me basically, I think probably a few hours on Saturday and a few hours on Sunday to get it all done. I'm so happy with it. That's amazing. Once we get the appliances over, I'll have my own little corner store for my dogs. (laughs) I love it. I have labels and everything. I'm just like, I'm just loving it. I love it. (laughs) So the big talk around here is we've been going back and forth again about whether, when and whether to get another dog. Yeah. And uh, I I fall in love daily. And I like, sometimes I have to be like, stop looking, stop looking, (laughs) stop looking. And Tim really thinks, you know, Nino is such a a fearful guy uh, in the world and except everywhere except our house and with anyone other than us uh so he really thinks we need a dog you know maybe not it's be impossible to find another penny type personality but you know a female dog that's confident in the world that isn't scared of you know meeting new people or going places yeah because he thinks that that's helpful for nino mm-hmm. and then he's so confident in the house that he can show a new dog the ropes around here you know So I started thinking, like, I feel like in the past, sometimes it feels like very hectic when we have brought a new dog into the house. And so I want to start being like proactive. And I wanted to start thinking about like some products that I want to have on hand for when we bring a new dog. Like, and, you know, I'm 99.9% sure it'll either be a dog that like I find on a road somewhere (laughs) or that that we're getting from the shelter uh, so the first thing that I was thinking I wanted to order is Adored Beasts Rebalancer, because I'm sure any dog we get is probably just having come through the shelter system and getting a ton of vaccines and everything else. And so I started trying to put like a little list together. Uh, so I was curious what your thoughts would be on what you would want to have on hand if you're bringing a dog right out of the shelter into your house. Definitely the rebalancer and the liver tonic. Um, mm-hmm. together because I, okay, I had with, milk thistle, but yeah, liver time. Yeah. And I, I did that with Bella for the first month that she was with us. Um, or actually once we decided we were going to keep her, you know, which wasn't, which wasn't long. Um, but I started giving that to her for a month. CBD oil, I would definitely do oh. just to calm the nerves because, you know, they say that the first few weeks they're just, they don't know where they're going. You know, she'd already been taken from her home then she was living with my friend Jennifer with all of her siblings. And then she was taken from that home and or all of her siblings started like slowly disappearing as they went into fosters. And then she went from that home to a pet store where there was a rescue event. And then I took her home and then she's in this house with three other dogs that are just like, who are you? And, you know, and so she was exposed to a lot of change. And it, even though she's such a sweet girl, it really took a while for us to see her personality, Right. which is, you know, she's still the sweet girl, but she's hilarious too. She's so smart and so hilarious. So definitely, you know, I started giving her CBD oil pretty much right away and she still, she, she'll come and just sit, open her mouth for it, but just the CBD oil, just to calm the nerves. That's um, one I didn't have on the list. That's a good ooh, I, I feel good. <laughs> um, I would... Uh, training treats and um, like different types of chews because you never know what a dog's chew style is. 
So I would, I really liked having different types of chews on hand. So I got her started on these really light. And even though she could just crunch them up and today she'll eat them like within seconds, she finishes them. But when she was really little, it would take her like 15 minutes to eat this chew. And um, so having a different type of chew for her, um, you know, and it's like, are you just looking at supplements or are you just looking at everything? I was just thinking of supplements, but we can talk about whatever because we're going to need to have all of it. <laughs> because, yeah, it was, I think that was pretty much the main thing. And we already have, you know, like we already had a kennel because we have so many dogs. We, you know, we already had like little blankets and toys, things like that, um, that were, because that was the tough part was finding toys that were appropriate for puppies but wouldn't be easily destroyed by our adult dogs mm. because it's not like, you know, although I could, you know, be like, okay, no, that was not for you to play with this one. The dogs are like, Ooh, what does she have? I want to play with that too. So we were able to manage to do that and to get puppies that, you know, the adult dogs wouldn't destroy. And basically I think it's, is it fluff and tough brand where they, their, their toys are expensive, but they are so sturdy and they stand up to most dogs. I won't say all dogs, but all of our dogs have played with them. Rodrigo won't even touch them anymore because he can't easily tear them to pieces. So he's not interested in them, but that, that would be something as well. I'm trying to think what else would there be? Something for, um, depending upon the age of the dog, something for like maybe intestinal worms Mm. Or, and, you know, or, you know, one thing with another thing with Bella is I got the um, Phytos flora from Adored Beast. And so that was a big part of her diet in the beginning because I wanted to really build up her gut health along with the rebalancer. So that was really a big thing. And depending upon how old the dog is and, you know, what their diet and all that was, I might even look into getting like the leaky gut protocol or researching what supplements are good for leaky gut. Cause I know, you know, coconut oil and MCT oil are also good for leaky gut. So I had, um, colostrum on oh, my yeah. list and I was thinking kind of for leaky gut, there's a brand that I love called pet health and nutrition center, and they have this product called repair and strengthen. And I think I have some in my cabinet and I want to check cause I just love keeping it on hand. And, uh, that's like, and then I was even thinking like, I might even go up and just go to BJ's and purchase some actual goat colostrum too. That's what I was thinking. It's like, you're lucky because you get to have the really cool stuff. Yeah. I was definitely thinking of gut health issues. We always have omega threes on hand. Um, cause Nino gets that in his meal. So I, I definitely had that on the list. Um, I actually just ordered a whole nother round of tickless devices <laughs> because Tim uh, came home the other day and found a tick crawling on his face <laughs> and he was so grossed out. And Nino, like, we checked Nino over like two different times that night and he didn't have anything, but Tim had one on his face. So I, I ordered the human ones and I ordered just an extra dog one to keep on hand too. <laughs> Nino still works. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. 
I know. I was like, oh, it was so gross. <laughs> I mean, luckily it wasn't like embedded or anything. It was literally like he found it like five minutes after he got back from their walk and it was just like crawling on his face. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I'm so happy we don't have ticks here. Oh, you should be. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we do have ticks, so before but you not deer, t- not the Lyme disease, deer ticks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's not something that I've had to I even think about, and it's just like the idea. If you know, when we talk about sometimes leaving Washington, it's like I would much prefer to go to a desert state. I mean, even though you know snakes, and I can't stand snakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> my brother has assured me that they're not lying in wait, hiding in trees. <laughs> ready to jump down on you. <laughs> That's pretty much what I need. <laughs> well, the other good thing about the tickless is it works for fleas as well. Ooh. It keeps fleas away. And uh and they have a home version, but they're always they always seem to be sold out of the home version, but it were the home version works for dust mites as well. Oh, and I'm like supposedly highly allergic to dust uh so like I really want to keep that one like in my bedroom. Yeah. And then I I didn't I wasn't going to go ahead and buy it yet, but I was also thinking of like the Mercola hormone support. Yes. Uh, Cuz I'm assuming we're probably going to get a female dog, but I didn't want to like go and buy a bunch of stuff and then somehow we end up with like a male dog. So like I'll wait until we but have a dog in the house. If you do get it off of Chewy, like if you get it at the start of your search, so it's like we're we're serious right now. You can return it. Mm, and that's um, true exchange it and actually they probably won't even make you return it they'll just say give donate it and we'll send you this other one. Oh, that's true that's true but yeah i give that to zoe not every day or zoe zoe and bella well all of my dogs get it so the girls get the female and the boys get the male and i give it to them probably four to five days a week once in one meal a day yeah yeah and I don't, I can't tell if it's making any difference, but I definitely want it into Bella's diet because she's growing so fast. Although she has stopped growing Oh, and we have a 52 pound dog. So she's only eight months. She'll be nine months in a couple of weeks, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. So it sounds so grown up. <laughs> she'll no, she'll be eight months. She'll be eight months in a couple of weeks. So, um, I had to count on my fingers. And because I'm an accountant, that's I do the I, same thing. <laughs> I, do. I have to count on my fingers. Um, but yeah, so she'll be eight months and next week. It's funny because her her bones are kind of weird, but I don't think it's it's not related to nutrition. It's related to the breed mix, and all of her siblings are doing really well, except for one of her siblings has both bone and neurological issues. Oh, interesting. So we've been really watching out for her and, you know, making sure that she's okay. But yeah, anything like what you said earlier, omega-3 fatty acids, anything that's going to be super good for um, a growing, you know, animal, both. Oh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get an older dog. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Like, I want like a four-year-old dog that's already been house trained or something. (laughs) Like, I do not want any kind of puppiness near my house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the one. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's been an adventure. I can't believe I ever was a proponent of litter mates and raising litter mates. 
I saw you posted that the other day and it really made me chuckle that you said that. Yeah, someone on YouTube was like, I'm very surprised to hear you say that. And they did this long comment about the how great Raising Littermates is. And and my response was just, you know, just because, you know, it's like plenty of people are successful. I was successful twice, you know, but I also think that I also wonder, like, how would my dogs have been had I not had littermates? I mean, you know? I thought your the points that you brought up were super insightful mm-hmm. about uh, why you would do it differently. Like, I, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, you had brought up, you know, just like that, like you aren't, you know, like you say, like devoting enough time and, you know, letting them kind of like blossom on their own. Like, I just I thought that was just yeah, such an insightful comment. Well, it's it's I think it really came home to me because of Bella and watching her come into herself because she's she has a lot of fear issues. But our trainer thinks that it's just part of her growing up. And he was like, you know, a lot of puppies will go through these fear things about twice during the first year. They'll be super afraid of everything and then they'll sort of ex- get get out of it. And now that the weather is finally improving here, I get to take her to more places. So I want to take her to, you know, different parks and uh, walking on different trails and just expose her to different things. And when friends come over, like we had a friend come over yesterday and he and Johan were talking outside and he gave me like such a great compliment, not me, but my dog. Because that, you know, Zoe was over. And so she came trotting over to say hi. And he was like, she's nine years old. And I was just like, yes, she is. She's an old girl and she doesn't look it because she looks really good. But um, I took her back inside and I went and got Bella and brought Bella outside. Bella, if I put the leash on her, if we start walking towards the trail, she's all for it. Let's go for a walk. But if we have to go anywhere else, she's pulling against the leash and I, I, don't, I won't drag her. So I just get down at her level and I call her name and, and reward her with love and stuff and when she comes to me. And then I just have to slowly until we get to the point. And then I showed her the person and I was just like, let's go say hi. And so she was like, oh, and she now sees people as you're going to pet me. And so she went over and so she was super friendly and, you know, sat down next to him and got her little love and affection. So I'll show you. The dog that I have been obsessed with adopting. She's like an older pit bull gal. And she has like a little bit of a gray face. And they have her dressed up in like this little like orange and yellow outfit. (laughs) And, you know, I'm just a sucker for a pit bull in a dress. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've been very obsessed with looking at this dog. But Tim thinks... They say she's seven, but she looks very gray. And Tim thinks that she's older than that. And he was kind of like uh, concerned, you know, he, I don't, I don't know if I mind or not, but that was his concern. And also like it said that she was like a little bit dog selective. And so he was like, we really want a dog that's going to be just really good with people and really good with other dogs. Cause we had a lot to deal with, with Nino. <laughs> He's yeah, good with other dogs though. Yeah. It is. It's it's so funny because it is really, it's not a situation where you just go out, see a dog and be like, oh, and bring a dog home. There's so many things that you have to think about, you know, because our- Especially the more that you learn and know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, our thing was that, you know, Apollo is so attached to me that I was really worried that he wouldn't want to share me. But he turned out to be like, it's like we brought him a puppy. 
<laughs> because Aww. he adores her and he's so patient with her. I, I keep trying to get a picture because she'll stand up, but put her paws on his back or on his head while she's standing up. And he just sits there while she does it. Aww. I mean, he's, he'll lay down so she can jump all over him and, you know, he plays with her and, you know, he, he's so um, tolerable. Uh, but I wanted to say last weekend, I think it was either last weekend. Yeah, it was. We had a play date with one of her siblings. Oh, and so um, it was Clyde and he, um, his aunt brought him over and they just played for an hour. And it was funny because I was, we were, it was supposed to be the two of them, but Apollo was like, you're not leaving me in the house. <laughs> and so he came and he was, Apollo was more interested in Rachel than really the puppies. He played with them a little bit, but mostly he was just sort of like, I'm going to sit next to her and let her pet me. <laughs> and so, but they were, they were so funny because they play very much alike. They knew who each other were, Aww. you know, they, you know, it was like a couple sniffs and then running and playing. And I got, I got a lot of pictures and videos and I put together a little reel that I shared, um, probably, you know, last week, but it is, it, it was so funny to watch these two puppies because, you know, their entire playing style was so similar and they were both still clumsy because they're, you know, she's, she's somewhat of a clumsy dog. They both kept trying to bite Apollo's legs. <laughs> when he when he wanted to play and he would just be like, ah, I'm not in the mood for that. Bella does that to him all the time. She just goes and bites his legs. So yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> Me too. They're my favorite. <laughs> so, oh, I saw an interesting like quote uh, online the other day. I didn't know if you saw this one. So it was from Dr. Odette Suter. And she shared this like graphic meme thing that said, the veterinarian of the future is the pet parent. I did see that. I did see that. And I think it's funny because it's, it's funny that you brought that up this week. All of three of the dogs, so I have four dogs, three of the dogs have green eye boogers coming out of their eyes. Oh. And I'm just like, is this something I need to worry about? Google it. Find a website that isn't going to be, that isn't just going to be, it's cancer. Go to the vet. Stop <laughs> Googling crap. <laughs> you know, go to the vet. Trying to find a website that would be, tell me what it could be. And so it's like one of those where it could be allergies. It could be an infection. You know, look for this, you know, look for like if they're rubbing their eyes, how, if their eyes are red, you know, and track basically, you know, how much is coming out? Is it getting worse? And when, you know, it's kind of when to go to the vet. So I was like, okay, so I'll keep an eye on this to see what's happening. And if you do go to the vet, explain like the different tests that they would do. They would put eye drops in the eye to see if there was a scratch cornea. It started with Bella and I thought she might've scratched her eye, but I knew it wasn't that because it spread to Rodrigo, either spread or Rodrigo and Zoe were exposed to the same thing. And when it happened, I was still, we were waiting for the rain to stop so we can mow the grass. So the grass in their yard was super high and tons of weeds and as well as all along our property. So I wasn't sure if they had, um, if there was something out there that they were all allergic to and, you know, <laughs> that would be my first thought. Yeah. yeah. Apollo's just walking around like I'm fine. Cause he with was the, with the time of year it is, you know. Exactly. That's what I just figure. And I, but I've never had Rodrigo and Zoe have never had like the green eye boogers. So it wasn't something that I was like, Oh, here it is. Spring allergies. Right. Um, but it started with her and probably a day or two later, 
I noticed it with Rodrigo and Zoe. And it was in, it started with one of her eyes, Bella's, and then went to both of her eyes it's in one of Rigo's eyes and one of Zoe's eyes. So every morning I take a wet towel and I wipe the eyes away, but each day it's less and less. In the articles that I was reading, it just talked about, they'll just prescribe an antibiotic or some eye drops. And I was just like, ah, duh, colloidal silver. So I started, um, I just basically put colloidal silver in an oral syringe and at night before bedtime, everyone got, except for Apollo, a syringe full of colloidal silver and it's slowly clearing up. So hopefully that is what, you know, what it is. And I'm basically switched up their digestive supplement, you know, to um, strengthen their gut health. And hopefully that's the end of that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there, you hear so much. I, I feel like I'm fortunate that I haven't experienced this like veterinary shortage issue, mm-hmm. but I do think it's going to be important over the next several years that like, we're kind of able to, you know, assess th- things like this on our own because we might not be able to be getting into a vet as much as possible. Yeah. And, you know, I would never want to say that I know as much as a vet or anything like that, but I I do feel that it's good to empower ourselves. I mean, that's probably why we have this whole podcast to talk about all this stuff, right? Like the, to be able to kind of figure out like, hey, what's going on and what can I do on my own? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting to see a vet putting that out there. <laughs> I know. And I think it, I, I think it's so true because, you know, when we think about, you know, going to the vet, ultimately, I only really need to go to the vet once or twice a year for a wellness check. Because I, I'm, vaccinations aren't something that you have to do on a monthly basis or even annual basis. Um, you're pretty much going when there's something happened. But for everything else, I would like to be able to treat it at home. I was, you know, last year when Apollo was, a, you know, got to a fight with a bee and <laughs> lost, you know, and I was, I called a vet clinic, local vet clinic right before they closed and just explained the situation and just said, can I just please speak to a vet really quickly? Cause I know that you guys are about to close, so I won't be able to get there. And it's like, and I don't really think I need to come, you know, and I just want to double check that I'm doing the right thing. And the vet was amazing because I wasn't a client, but she was so great. Cause she was just like, I told her what I had done and she told me what to do. And basically I'd given him three Benadryl, but she was like at his size given what's happened, you can go up to six, you know, and she told me how often, and um, she told me what to look for when it's time to, yeah, you need to go to the vet. But she was just sort of like, at this point in time, if he was going to have a reaction, he would have had it by now. And so, cause I gave him the Benadryl right away and it was really a really quick, nice conversation. And I know they have these, you know, vet hotlines mm-hmm. set up. These are a growing thing. Of course, I think you have to pay for a membership. And yeah, so for me, that's, right. that's not really worth paying for a membership because again, my thankfully, you know, knock on wood, my dogs aren't getting into trouble all the time. That would warrant me paying a monthly membership fee just to ask a vet a, vet a question, especially when I could Google it or, you know, call my friend, Dr. Lori Kozier and, and ask her. But, um, but yeah, I think I, you know, I think it behooves us to be able to kind of triage the simple stuff and then determine, is it time to go to the vet or is this something that I can take care of at home? Especially with all of the amazing products that people put out, like, yeah. you know, 
colloidal silver. You know, I knew that's a natural version of an antibiotic. So the colloidal silver, and then I pulled out the phytosflora to, to offset, you know, even though some people say it doesn't damage the gut microbiome, other people say it does just in case, <laughs> but, you know, getting that done and I'm just, I'm going to do the colloidal silver for five days, just as if it were an antibiotic treatment and see how it goes. Yeah. That was another thing I was thinking of is like, kind of like my first aid kind of kit. Um, and I have an actual first aid kit cause I did like a pet first aid certification class a couple years ago, but just like I have like an anti-diarrheal thing that I keep on hand for them is like this powder. And, you know, mm-hmm. I have a couple other things like that. Like those kind of just in case things like Benadryl. Yeah. Cause I think I need to refresh my Benadryl. I don't know. Like, Tim gets all weird. Like he won't use something if it's like, you know, a day past the expiration date. (laughs) And I'm kind of like, like we had like NyQuil in the cabinet that like was from 2019. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll take it. And I'm the person that's like, they just put those dates on there so they can get you to go spend more money. Exactly. That's what I said. It's fine. And he acts like we're all going to (laughs) die if it's like a minute past. That's how Johan is. He's like, they have that on there for a reason. That's what Tim said. It's not chicken. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if it was a packet of chicken and the plastic was all swollen because the bacteria is growing in there, yeah. then yeah, maybe we should throw that away. But, no. but if it's one in the morning and I don't feel good, I don't care about taking some NyQuil that's been in the cabinet for four years. <laughs> Shuffling around Safeway at one in the clock. And I don't know if you guys have Safeways over there, but we do. Safeways are 24 hours here. And I've been there like in the middle of the night because somebody either, I think it was, I don't even know why I was there. But I was at Safeway at middle of the night. And, um, but yeah, and explaining, you know, getting, having a bunch of, it's like, well, we have this at home, but it expired yesterday. So <laughs> no, I will take it. Yeah. I have no too. problem. <laughs> because, and I'm, I'm also, I mean, if people haven't gathered by now, I'm a hoarder. I call <laughs> it a stalker. <laughs> I'm not stalker. Stalker. I, I stalk. Stalker. <laughs> not a stalker. I don't, you know, follow people around. But, you know, I like to stock up them. on things. And I never realized how closely those words sound <laughs> until I said them out loud. <laughs> but, you know, I, I stock up on things. So sometimes things do expire, but I still use them because I'm not convinced that they aren't, um, you know, that they've gone bad. Yeah, I mean, it's fresh food. That's one thing, but everything. Yeah, else. if it's some Benadryl, I don't mind. <laughs> no, I just yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I I stocked up on um when I was organizing my little pantry. I was quite impressed with how much of everything I had because I had like tons of CBD oil, and I was like, wow. Earth Buddy had a good sale on Black <laughs> Friday because I have a ton of CBD oil. You know, and I I have tons of mushroom tinctures from Animal Essentials. I mean, just lots of really cool stuff. It was it was nice to go through there and and get everything organized. I sometimes make Johan come out there just to look at the space with me. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is that he does. He's like, it just looks so nice and organized because when you look at his the garage, which is the rest of it, which it's it looks like a tornado robbed him, but they <laughs> left everything behind. I mean, that's it's, probably what Tim says about me. 
it just it's like a hot mess in there and then there's my little corner that's you know has everything stacked and labeled (laughs) i can go like i can have like a cabinet that's super organized but then like my desk which is basically our dining room table yeah looks like a tornado hit it and i'm like don't touch it i know where everything is don't you dare move my piles of things (laughs) or don't touch a post-it i got post-its everywhere (laughs) And our house, the kitchen table is Johan's space and the dining room table is my space. And my the dining room table has my projects. So like I'll have my little hobbies. I'll pick up something and be really excited about it for like two seconds and then I'll just stop. So I have a bunch of coins that my mom sent to me for Christmas. <laughs> and there she's had them for years. And she was like, I, you know, I bought these years ago. A lot of them are, you know, there's actual silver coins and stuff. And so I have those, I have this, the liquid that you polish them with and everything. So I was going through and polishing everything. And then I just stopped and I really need to get back to that. So (laughs) that's one. And there's, you know, I have gardening stuff because I'm putting my garden together. And so I I decided that this weekend is the weekend that I'm going to put the coins because it's there. There's a box, put everything in the box, seal it. And I'll just come back to it. Um, next winter when I'm stuck inside and need something to do. But, but yeah, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I saw you did a video with Billy recently too. I did. I know everyone's wondering, where can I watch the whole interview? And I'm like, yeah, I haven't done the whole interview. Oh, okay. okay I, I thought I missed it. No, you didn't. Okay. I'm just putting out p- bits and pieces here and there. Um, uh, Cause there were a few things that he said that I just wanted to put out, but I do plan on s- sitting down this weekend and editing it and having a full on interview. And I want to get it. Down. I think it'll probably be about maybe 40 minutes, but I probably want to try to chop it down a little shorter than that for YouTube. I like my videos to be 10 minutes, but um, I don't think this one will make it to 10 minutes. So maybe what I'll do is just break it up into s- two sections but it was a it was it's always fun to chat with him. The best part of the interview though was he was like we were like pretty much done and he was like, "Oh, I meant to say something to you." And he's like, "I meant to tell you you're right." And I was like, you know, right about. And he's like, "You know, a while ago, not long ago, you said something about how you you stopped focusing on the macro and micronutrients and your focus was more on your dog's gut microbiome." I think he got something there. Man, I was floating on cloud nine for like three days after that. And that was actually the reason why I was going to break it up because I was going to break that part out and put it out there and be like, see, (laughs) see, I know stuff, (laughs) but that's at the end. So I really, I've actually, when I opened it earlier today to see how far I'd gone in, I've actually edited three minutes. (laughs) I mean, I'm... I'm not very far. Actually, I probably edit it more than that because I'm breaking it. I don't know. What, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need to just stop and just edit it and um, get it out there. And so that's the plan. I'm taking a long weekend because next week's my birthday. Oh, I know. I'll be 52 years old. And this is what's really cool. And I just realized this um, Sunday, I will be turning 52 on 5-2. Oh, I know. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited about it. So that's, I always take my birthday off. And so um, and my boss is always, are you going to go somewhere now? And I'm like, no, 
<laughs> I mean, I take my birthday off so that I can catch up on my blogging work, <laughs> hang out with the dogs and watch movies that I want to watch. And so, well, my birthday is in June and we got tickets to another comedy show that's on my birthday. And I'm like, <laughs> I hope to heck that all of my antibodies are still strong from this COVID round because I'm going to be super aggravated if I get COVID on my birthday. <laughs> I promise you won't. And I have no way of saying that you won't. I'm just saying that no one's that unlucky. <laughs> this one's at like an arena it's like a big thing the, oh, yeah. the one that we just went to it was just like a little club you know i wonder how many other people were sick afterwards too i know we were wondering and tim just thinks that the place we went like i don't know he's like i think they're sketchy i don't think they clean anything <laughs> it's just like i i know that um because i'm even now I'm still very vigilant when it comes to my health. So I had a, you know, a mammogram appointment that I canceled because I was coughing and I was just sort of like, I don't think this is COVID, but it's pointless for me to test myself since I don't test positive for COVID. And someone told me, it's like, you're just not putting the thing up your nose far enough. And I'm like, no, I have gone in and had them <laughs> test me. And it came back negative, even though I definitely had co where like, I'm talking to them on the phone and they're like, yeah, you're just one of those people that never test positive. So um, you're just, you have COVID stay home. So I, yeah, so I'm super anal about that for myself. I don't want to make other people uncomfortable if I'm trying to smother a cough. And, and I definitely don't want to be responsible for making anyone else sick. I know that was like my whole thing. Like so, I was still yeah. wearing a mask even after I was testing negative because, because it made me nervous. Yeah. It's just, it is, it's, it's so unnerving because, you know, before you actually have it, I don't know about you, but you know, I'm watching the news and I'm watching all like who's, who's are, you know, the, the most, the riskiest people or the people most at risk. And I'm like, okay, so I don't fall into any of those categories. So I'm good. And I just wanted to keep that type of momentum going. Like, yeah. I'm going to be all right. And I, you know, I was, I didn't get sick until the end of the year. But the thing that freaks me out now is that, especially now because it's allergy season. So I have a sore throat. I'm not stuffy because I took a Benadryl, but, you know, coughing comes with my allergies. So I just can't do a whole lot of things unless I'm drugged up because I don't want to freak people out. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I love to do is go to movies. But sometimes during this time of year, I'll have a cough attack. And before it is just sort of like an annoyance for pe people around me. Now it's like, you know, sirens will go off, right? <laughs> shut down and they're going to, you know, drag me out and be like, how dare you come and infect all of us with your COVID? And it's like, no, it's allergies. <laughs> so, yeah. That's actually the first time I had even been sick at all since before COVID. Wow. Yeah. Like I hadn't been sick at all. Any of like, it's been since 2019, I think, since I had like a sinus infection. Like I thought like, oh, we're pretty healthy, you know. And it's actually true because once I stopped, well, when I, st before, long before COVID, I stopped taking public transportation mm. because even though I got the flu shot every year, I still got the flu. And, you know, I work in the healthcare industry, although I work in the corporate office, but I work alongside nurses and they told me 
you don't have the flu, you have a very bad cold. It's like everyone keeps calling it the flu, but it's actually a very bad cold. This is what the flu is. And if you did have the flu, because you had the flu shot, you would have, if even if you got sick, it would just be lesser symptoms. Whether or not that's true, you know, it's just based on her experience. Whether that was true for me or not, I don't know. But I just kept getting sick. And I was so tired of getting colds. And, you know, and there were times when I got a flu where I was just laid out for a week. And it was just awful. And so I stopped taking public transportation. And amazingly, rarely got sick. I mean, I would get sick here and there, but just not to the extent that I did when I was on public transportation. Now that I work from home, I don't get sick. I mean, I might get a headache or like allergies, which are, you know, they're very uncomfortable, but not technically sick. Right, right. right. Um, but yeah, I I rarely or you know, again, you know, knock on wood, never really get sick now. And I really like this new, I don't have to be around people <laughs> world because I know I am the worst sick person on the planet. Just absolutely just miserable. I, the last time I was sick was when Johan went out of town because he was freaking out because he had to, I had to take him to the airport in the morning and oh, we were taking yeah. his friend and he was just like, they're not going to want to be in the car with you and think they're going to think you have COVID. Do you think you have COVID? And it's like, we will never know because I don't ever test because <laughs> I tested myself, but it came up negative. So, but I was just, you know, I was sick for um, a few days didn't have a voice and and all that, but it was only like a a really bad cold. Yeah. Like Tim would always joke, like I'd maybe get like a cold that was like a sinus infection every other year. (laughs) And, but like, but I, then I get like cancer, you know, like, like, okay. You know, in fact, I remember when I got the diagnosis, I'm like, how can I have cancer? I don't even get the flu. Like, Are you sure? (laughs) You know, yeah. last week was actually five years since I was diagnosed. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Five years. Yeah, I'm a four-year survivor, but five years since the diagnosis. And uh, I don't know, it was just kind of weird. It was, it was a, I just can't believe how, like, it's gone that fast. Because, yeah. you know, at the time, I didn't think that, you know, the end would ever come, you know, would be in sight. And now to kind of have it in the rear view, it, it feels good. I mean, you know, I still have to go and get like MRIs uh, instead of, you know, well, I, in addition to a mammogram, actually not instead of, and um, I still have to follow up with my oncologist every six months for like another year and my radiation oncologist and my surgeon. Uh, so there's still like, you know, several appointments on the calendar. So it's not like, I feel yeah. like totally out of the woods or anything, but yeah, go, I, I haven't had a mammogram since before COVID. And when they looked, they were like, yeah, you haven't been in since 2017. And I was like, yay, five years or six years, six years. Yeah. Um, so I went and had it and the process is still the same. Yes. It's completely miserable. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's very, and it's, it's so funny because it's so I'm so glad that I don't know if I'm sure that there are men who do like the mammograms maybe somewhere, but I've always had a woman. The women that I've done have done my mammograms are so good at their job because without going into details, any woman who has had a mammogram knows what the experience is like. It is very, very um, just 
vulnerable. You, you can't be shy. You, yeah, it's just, it's very, yeah, it's, it's such an experience that just, yeah, you know, I, I'm not this close to my girlfriends and I'm very close to my girlfriends. <laughs> I mean, like Ruby and I, um, Ruby of Real Dog Box, you know, we shared a room at a hotel and we're getting dre- undressed and dressed in front of each other. And we're just, I mean, we don't care, but this is like way more intimate than that. And they do such a good job of just not making you feel embarrassed or uncomfortable. And I mean, I am like so impressed with how well they do. And they recognize that this is like a really horrible machine. And I feel like someone could do a better job. I know. And you know, a man developed it. The men had to, if, to, if their testicular cancer mm-hmm. screening, screening was, was the like same those. as what we had to go through, mm-hmm. we would have a completely different system going on. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, uh, if you've ever had, most people haven't had to get an MRI for their breasts because it's usually only associated with cancer screening, but it's actually a better technology, a much better technology than mammograms. But the process is not, I mean, it's better in the sense that nothing is being squished, but it's also, there's just like literally no modesty. And so you are actually face down when you get the breast MRI. And so you have to like straddle the (laughs) thing that you lay on. And so they have like the guy that's there and he has to like put the blinds down so that you can like straddle, you know, with your chest out and lay flat on this you know, the thing that goes in and out of the tunnel and they have these two holes. Um, and so the woman, you know, is like getting your boobs to like fit in the hole and she's coming up from like underneath and like pulling your boobs down. And then, you know, you get put in this tunnel and they made me wear a mask in the tunnel and I'm like face down. And so I was like, I felt like I was having trouble breathing because you're in there for like 20 minutes. And I got really lightheaded when I came out of there. And I think it was because I had like been breathing all of my exhale, like just flat faced Mm -hmm. into this, you know, thing. Anyway, there's, yeah, there's no (laughs) modesty. Like no way to be like classy about it. Like you're no, just like, you're just like whatever. Rattling thing. This is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yay. Yeah. The life of a woman. I know. <laughs> so anything else? No, I think that was everything I had on my list. Okay. Well, it's good seeing you. <laughs> you too. Until next week, everybody. Bye guys. Bye.